Good morning. Four lives were lost in one six-week span on Evergreen Mills Road. Tuesday night at the County Board of Supervisors, weeks of mourning and activism turned into action. For Thursday, October 5th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Erin Kaplan died, and three of her family members were seriously injured at the intersection of Evergreen Mills Road and Watson Road when her car was hit by a food truck converted from a bus that ran a stop sign. Only weeks before, a woman from Suffolk, Courtney Ash, apparently lost control of her vehicle in a heavy rainstorm while traveling along Evergreen Mills Road and drove into Sickling Creek. The car was found upside down in the creek three days later with Ms. Ash's body and the bodies of her nine-year-old cousin and five-year-old son inside. Now, the County Board of Supervisors has unanimously ordered a safety audit of both Evergreen Mills and Watson Road. Aaron Kaplan's husband, Farron, and one of her children were at the Board of Supervisors Tuesday night to ask for action. The child was still in a wheelchair. Farron Kaplan said it appears his wife was taken from him because someone was trying to avoid Route 50. Uh, congestions have made the roads in this area virtually impossible to pass during certain times. Congestion is what forces people off of the arterial routes and into the secondary country roads. In this case, I believe it was congestion that took my wife. He said these secondary roads used to be out of the way in the countryside, but as urban sprawl has reached westward, they've become part of the everyday commute. And when Loudon's new metro stops open, it'll only get worse. So I'm not here with a complaint. I'm here with a question of how we can fix this before more lives are lost. The Kaplans were joined by a crowd of people, all wearing green, who came to the meeting to ask supervisors to take action. Among the crowd were State Senator Dick Black and Delegate Randy Minshew. Delegate Minshew said the crash that killed Aaron Kaplan bore an eerie similarity to the one that killed former Dulles District Supervisor Henry Stowers back in 2001 at the intersection of Evergreen Mill and Ryan Road. Mr. Stowers was a county supervisor from 1972 to 1979. He also pointed out the projects for Evergreen Mills Road listed in the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority's transaction plan, which is scheduled for a vote on October 12th. Those three projects would together widen Evergreen Mills to four lanes all along its length. Now, transaction doesn't actually come with any money, but appearing in transaction is the first step to winning funding from the authority, which spends hundreds of millions of dollars in construction every year. 
Joe Crowith, the director of the County Transportation Department, said the safety audit will compare conditions on Evergreen Mills Road and Watson Road to nationally accepted design and safety standards. That includes all kinds of things like the curves and hills on the road, the width of the lanes, lines of sight, turn lanes and shoulders, and speed limits, to name a few. He also said this will be the largest safety audit the department has done in the past five years. It won't be a minute too soon, and if you ask a lot of people who drive the road, they'll probably tell you it's a minute too late. Just a half hour before that meeting started, there's a three-vehicle wreck on Evergreen Mills. All three vehicles wound up in a ditch, but thankfully, this time nobody was hurt. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story, including a link to the latest update and the investigation into that crash. It's at loudonnow.com slash morning minute. In other news, with just over a month to go until Election Day and the country simmering over a bunch of hot-button issues, the candidates for House of Delegates in two districts faced off at a forum hosted by the League of Women Voters. Well, most of them. Republican Delegate Dave LaRock wasn't there. Delegate LaRock's challenger, Democrat Teal Walbridge, and Republican Delegate Randy Minshew and his challenger, Democrat Wendy Goodidas, all met at the Rust Library. The forum fell only two days after the deadliest mass shooting in recent American history at a concert in Las Vegas. This one surpasses last year's record for deadliest mass shooting at a nightclub in Orlando, so naturally, gun control came up. Mrs. Walbridge brought up her background in sheep farming to say she understands the need for guns to protect livestock, but both she and Mrs. Goditis said there needs to be more control in who can purchase them. She said we have the ability to stop guns from winding up in the hands of people with severe mental illness. Remember when Confederate monuments were on the front page a thousand years ago in August? Well, that came up too. The two Democrats said the monuments should be in museums instead of in public settings, with historic context. A few other topics. All three candidates present agreed the federal government needs to put more money into Metro. All three said Route 15 north of Leesburg needs to be improved, although they disagreed on the details. Hardly matters, since... Choosing between rumble strips and roundabouts is not something the House of Delegates usually has a direct hand in. Delegate Minshew's 10th district includes Leesburg, the area directly south of Leesburg, in the southwestern part of the county. It reaches west across the southern parts of Clark and Frederick to Winchester. Delegate LaRock's 33rd district includes generally everything north and east of Leesburg and stretches west across the northern parts of Clark and Frederick counties, also to Winchester. You can find out who your representatives are in the General Assembly at virginiageneralassembly.gov. Delegate Menchu is seeking a fourth term. Delegate LaRock is seeking a third. Both Mrs. Goditis and Mrs. Walbridge are first-timers. The forum was moderated by Loudon Times Mirror managing editor Trevor Baratko. By the way, this story was reported by Patrick Zabo, who's been freelancing for us for a while and is coming on as a more regular contributor. He's pretty much the coolest guy. He's also a teacher, and he drives race cars, so we're glad to have you, Patrick. The surging suicide rate among Loudoun's teenagers has people in the community teaming up to talk about life-saving solutions. Now, the school system is partnering with mental health professionals to put on a first-of-its-kind symposium for parents and the community called Navigating the Path to Student Wellness. It's from 8.15 a.m. until 12.30 p.m. next Saturday, October 12th, at Riverside High School in Lansdowne. The program will feature speakers from private and public health providers, nonprofit organizations and law enforcement, and psychologists and social workers who work in Loudoun's public schools. 
There are more than 20 concurrent breakout sessions to choose from, covering a wide variety of topics, from substance abuse to identifying and treating anxiety to eating disorders, gangs and human trafficking, and effective sport parenting on and off the field, just to name a few. The keynote speaker is author and professor of child development at the University of Minnesota, Dr. Anne Maston. She's spoken internationally about how to build resiliency in children, and she compares building resiliency to building immunity. In her words, you don't want to keep them immaculately clean. Kids need exposure to optimize their immune system, and in the same way, everyone needs experience with tumbling down and getting back up. We don't want to raise our children with no experiences with challenges or adversities, or they won't be equipped for life. Life is full of challenges and adversities. End quote. In the past two years, 11 people 18 years old and younger have taken their own lives, according to Friends of Loudoun Mental Health. The parents of some of the teenagers say the schools could have done more to prevent the tragedies. One set of parents is taking the school system to court. They say a school counselor should have let them know their son was considering suicide. Assistant Superintendent Dr. Mary Keeley, who is in charge of the school division's mental health services, said the schools can and should play a major role in students' mental health since they spend a lot of their time at school. And, she said, the schools are doing more. Starting this school year, every school has a mental health support team of psychologists, social workers, school counselors, and student assistance specialists. See the full list of speakers, breakout sessions, and representatives on hand at the event's resource fair at navigatethepath.com. Speaking of mental health, this Saturday, the nonprofit Friends of Mental Health will host Hike with Hope from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Franklin Park in Percival. Hike the Park's scenic country trails. Snacks are provided. No registration is required, but they will be accepting donations. To find out more, visit loudonfriends.org or email friends at loudonfriends.org. And downtown Leesburg's restaurant scene, dare I say downtown Leesburg's booming restaurant scene, got its newest addition recently with Bites Wine and Grilled Cheese Bar. The guy who opened Bites is the same guy who runs another hotspot in downtown Leesburg, Senor Ramones. He also opened another eatery at Crooked Run Brewery's new location in Sterling. Find out more about Leesburg's awesome new place to eat and get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. While you're there, check out Jan Merker's story about Shocktober at Paxton Manor. It's Loudon's scariest haunted house, and I think it's probably the only one in a 140-year-old manor house. And it supports a great cause, the Ark of Loudon at Paxton Campus, a nonprofit that provides services to people with disabilities and their families living in Loudon. I can tell you, I went last year, I'll go again this year, and it's amazing. Read about it and find out how to get tickets at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, it's the second Buzzed at the Bee. I'm not pretending to be excited about this. I'm actually excited about this. So the last Buzzed at the Bee we had at Leesburg Brewing Company, and it was more of a success than we expected it to be, so we're throwing a second one. This one starts at 7 o'clock tonight. It's at The Zone in Loudoun Station, rooms from 7 to 9. And basically, you come on out. Uh, I host an MC and judge it, along with Sara Ali, the executive director of the Loudoun Literacy Council. 
and uh, we raise money for that amazing cause. We have a great time. It's 20 bucks to participate. That includes a drink, and you can just, if you don't feel like spelling in front of everyone, come on out, grab some food, and cheer on the spellers or heckle the spellers, whatever you prefer. There are prizes for the winners, and I've had some people tell me, oh, I can't spell, I can't do this. You can do this. Uh, we wrote a lot of interesting rules into it, like bribery, and uh, anyway, as I say, it's all in good fun, so come out tonight. Again, it's at The Zone in Loudoun Station from 7 to 9 p.m. Get the details on this event, and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudoun.com. And if you like The Morning Minute, tell a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, see you tonight. Have a great day. Have a great day.